Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Welcome to the show, Peter Roisman. Thank you, Victor. Happy to be here. Well, great to have you here. Now, Peter, you are doing some very interesting work in the world of data analytics, specifically as it relates to real estate. But before we dive into the details, maybe give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. Sure. Well, um, I'm a guy that's uh, a serial uh, entrepreneur, I guess is the best way to describe me. I have been invested in a lot of different businesses and uh, emerging businesses as a developer of them, as, a, as an operator of those businesses, and as an investor in those businesses. So it's very important to me that that I take a hard look at all the details in, in any industry I'm operating in, and the multifamily world is no different. I got involved in it about five years ago, and, and we've been breaking down you know, the revenue generation of multifamily ever since. And we had a lot of different versions of the company we started five years ago. And when at this point, we're pretty advanced and have some great data analytics to uh, offer up to the marketplace. So your focus is on multifamily apartments, specifically what part? Is it the leasing? Is it the operations? Is it all of it? It's leasing operations. It's it's basically we're, we're able to go in right now and based on the knowledge we've acquired over the last five years and over the last cumulative hundreds, hundreds of years with our team, to go in and rate the leasing performance of any multifamily property, you know, anywhere. And we've done it. We've built, you know, algorithms and, and data analytics so that we can create a, base it on about uh, uh, 1,100 or 1,200 empirical points. And they're fully objective and not subjective. We pulled all the bias out. And, and from, from these points that we collect, we then create these reports and score it. And we have this rev leasing score now that's uh, about a 700, it's exactly a 700 point score. And we're able to give a report. And from the report, we're then able to allow our clients to remedy the, the issues that they have and, and, and highlight the strengths and basically train them up on an e-learning platform, and, which is called uh, the Rev Leasing University. You know, that's in a nutshell. It's kind of a program where you you get, a, you get a leasing score, you, you train up, and then you get another leasing score. You, you can measure your, your improvement. So what are some of the factors that you're looking at when you rate a property or the performance of a leasing team? Well, in, in the, the categories are three big categories, and, and, and anyone involved in multifamily would recognize, some people call it five Ps, some people call it three Ps. We, we use three Ps. We use the product, the process, and the, the people. And so we break them down in, in different ways. Um, we measure them all and you get a score on all three, but you get a cumulative score and that's basically uh, the one we work off of. Interesting. So oftentimes investors, when they acquire property, whether it's a value add property or even building a new property, they tend to put a lot of emphasis on the the physical asset itself. Okay, I'm going to redo kitchens, I'm going to do paint and carpet and all of that. Is the weighting between those three P's uniform? Uh, how's, how's that go? Because a lot of people are putting emphasis just on the physical asset. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, we've actually noticed the same thing. The physical asset needs to be as strong as it possibly can, even without regard to class. If you're, if you're a C, be the best C you can be. If you're a B, be the best B you can be. And you might be moving up a half a class or a class if you're doing a value add. That being said, a lot of people's investors' evaluation is based specifically and only on the product. 
And that's a huge mistake, I think. And, and I think you're bringing up the topic because of that. We do not see the three Ps as weighted equally. We see them, if I had to weight the three, I would say the person is number one important, the process is number two important, and the product is number three important in terms of overall leasing performance. The scores we've seen in the individual properties, the property score has been the highest on a consistent basis. And the areas that need the most work are people and process. And so that's that's what we're training. We're, we're able to train up both of those areas. We obviously can give advice on the tour path and the amenities and, and the things that are offered, and as you mentioned, kitchens, you know, things like that. But I think people have a pretty good handle on that as, as shown by the scores that we've been seeing. The areas that need a lot of improvement are the process and the people. And, and, and they are coachable, which is great. I've long believed that the term property management is a little bit of a misnomer because after all, a property is an inanimate object and you can't manage it. It's really all about managing the client relationship more than anything. So I wonder if even just the term actually skews people to focusing on the wrong things. I, I think so. I would actually point to a couple of things. Property management is either owner managed or third party managed. And so Third parties, uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say third-party management is transparent. And since it's not fully transparent to, to the ownership, that lack of transparency, that, say, ignorance to, to what's actually happening on the ground there is why we exist. That's why this product exists. So we're able to bring the data that actually shows what is actually happening on the ground. And I think you're right about the fact that property management companies and sometimes, and, and more times than not, it's a third-party management company. They have a list of 100 duties they have to do every day or every month. And leasing is just somewhere down the list. It's not, not a high priority. And we noticed this early on. Commercial real estate, the only version of commercial real estate that doesn't have professional leasing is multifamily. The people that do the leasing in multifamily are the entry-level untrained people and the people that do not get promoted. So I would say at best, it's marginal. And if they show talent, real talent at leasing, guess what happens? They get promoted out of the job. Correct. They get moved into management. They get they get onto a different track. You know, one of the things we highly recommend is that the clients we work with is that they create a leasing upward mobility path for those people that show real skills in it. There should be leasing management positions. There should be leasing directorships. There should be all of these things that don't exist today that should exist in order to improve performance in the whole industry. What we do is we study leasing. That's the whole reason for Rev's existence. It's not something that's done across the board in multifamily. Hopefully it's coming because every opportunity, including today, I will talk about leasing being a high priority, if not the highest priority, as it's responsible for over 95% of all revenues. If you back out parking fees and pet fees and things like that, leasing is what drives the train. My friend Ken McElroy says sales solves all problems. It does. And the industry you know right now is really looking hard at consolidating costs and reducing costs. And there's really nothing wrong with that, except when it goes to the exclusion of increasing revenues. If you can't do both, I would always say choose increasing revenues because one, you will get more revenues than cost savings. Two, it will happen faster. If you want to have an impact, let's discuss you know, increasing your bottom line, but let's not talk about costs. Let's talk about revenues. 
Yeah, there's very few businesses that cost cut themselves into greatness. I don't know any, but yes, that's a good point. You talk a little bit about transparency. Now, in larger, I'll say, institutional quality properties, including many of the properties that we build, even if you're working with a third-party management company, you're carrying the payroll for the staff on your own books directly. Are you saying that even that results in a lack of transparency? I wouldn't get into the actual... There probably is some lack of transparency there, but that's not really the point I was trying to make. I think the point is the lack of transparency is the lack of efficiency of operations, particularly the leasing operation. That's the one we study all the time, and that's the one we rate. And so it's that lack of transparency that directly impacts the bottom line. That statement you get monthly, you see a number, but you have no idea how it got created. You don't know whether they bat. Let's take it in baseball terms. You don't know if they hit 300 200, 100, or 400 in order to get to that number. I'd love to know they were hitting 400 because they'd be in the Hall of Fame. That makes a lot of sense. So are there specific leading indicators that you are looking for? I mean, certainly in the world of digital marketing, I think the wide end of the funnel today, we would probably say is digital. Are there things that we should be looking at that most people are not looking at to examine that performance? Well, unless you're going to take the time to go out and collect the data, we, we literally do, do it at point of contact. We do it uh, site visits. We do we look at internet. We look at several phone calls. We're doing this over a two-week period, so it's multiple points of contact to do our rating. And as I said, we've backed out. There's there virtually no bias in this. It's, did this happen? Did they collect our information? Did they call me back within this amount of time? Did they do this? Did they do that? These are check boxes. These are not, how did they do doing it? That's a whole different level of review, which we also do. Rather than getting into the specifics, I'd I'd suggest hire us for something. Let us do a a rating of one of your properties and and see the report we give you. I mean, it's literally that, it's a pretty full report. You'll be surprised. And I think you'll be happy you did it. And you'll want to start training your people up because there'll be areas of weakness. There'll be areas of strength. It's a win. I mean, the cost in this is so low relative to the opportunity. It's less than in a major city or even a mid, mid-market mid city. It's less than the cost of half a lease by the time you, you pay for the program. As I said, it's not a cost question. It's a revenue question. How much can we generate for you? And here's one last, last thing I'd like to say. We're not out selling this product to people. I guess we're in search of partners. If you think about it, it's logical. We can't make you better if you don't want to be better. We can help you get better. We can coach you to get better. But without the effort and without the bonus program to the leasing people on site, without the opportunity to move up in leasing, without having, you know, possibility of having a career in leasing, without the, f- the proper focus and training and the effort in taking the courses and passing the courses and keep improving on the courses, without all of that, we fail. I don't have any interest in taking on a project where I'm failing. I, I'm really looking for partners and our team is all out looking for partners that, that want to get better because we want to help you get better. That's the key point in all of this. We, it makes no sense for us to just open up to everybody. Well, I think what you're describing is the first step in the process is illuminating those blind spots that many owners have. Only then can you make the decision, okay, I didn't know that was going on in my business. Now I can make the decision to improve or not. But it starts with illuminating those blind spots. 
Correct. And that's the scoring aspect of it. And then if you see the score and you see, you hold a report and you say, listen, they need to learn, they need to take these 12 courses. And by the way, we're not suggesting they quit leasing. We, we suggest that they spend a half an hour a day, you know, taking a course and then they do it the next day and they do it the next day and they keep doing this on a repetitive basis over say a 90 day period. They should be a lot better. And you'll, you'll start seeing improvement in the monthly report because they're learning things along the way. And so they'll put those in action. And then by the time they're done, they'll be different. Now, look, we went to school for years and years and years. You don't snap your finger and get great at leasing. This is, this is an acquired skill. We have the ability to train up. We, we have multiple levels of leasing. We're, gonna about, we're going to be offering a leasing management program as well which will be the next thing we offer by the end of March. I think it'll be completed. This is the kind of thing where leasing is a career. Why not have career leasing people that get better and better and then have the entry level people come in and learn the same program? I love it. Well, Peter, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? RevMLC.com. www.RevMLC.com. Multifamily leasing company. MLC.com. Love it. Well, uh, Peter, love the perspective, love what you're doing. And for the listeners at home, definitely connect with Peter at RevMLC.com. The link will be in the show notes. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. 